0: This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 228, the 200% second
1: annual Prophecy of Kings faction tier list, but it's not a tier list. It's a cookbook, and you better be hungry. Hashtag eat my shorts.
0: (laughs) Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson.
1: Oh, happy new year. Oh, hey. happy new year. Happy New Year. Thanks. Hey. Good. Good. Thanks. Let's Hunter. I bet this is gonna be a good one. Yeah. You know?
0: This is gonna be fun.
1: Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And no, good. it's it's gonna be fun and good. It's gonna be fun and good. And I'm excited to come into this one with the best energy. This is yeah. the best episode of the year every yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, we start right. Hardcore, the best. We come in hot because it's a
0: hootenanny. It's a hootenanny. Because Nanny, it's, a it's here. I was posting. I put in the Discord like, "Hey, hootenanny is coming up. Time to start submitting hootenanny." And there were still people that are like, "I don't. I'm from not America. What's a hootenanny? What's a faction? And it's hootenanny. like, come on. You can hear that word, and you can just feel. You can, you can just feel, feel what a hootenanny. Yeah, yeah, is. yeah.
1: If you don't know what a hootenanny is, just give it. Say a second. the word out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn the podcast off for just a second yep. and say. Hoot nanny, hoot nanny, nanny. <laughs> it's it, so I don't know how to tell you what it. I think in the dictionary it just says hoot nanny's a hoot nanny.
0: Yeah, it's a hoot nanny. It's a hoot nanny. I don't know. How, I mean, you gotta have today. a hoot nanny.
1: I don't know how to have a. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what is? It's a hoot nanny. We got to start 2022. We got to start it bold. We yep. got to start it loud. Yep. We got to start it dumb. Yeah. Okay, we are gonna tell you the dumb listener, yeah. the person that doesn't know stuff. You yet. don't
0: know as much as we do.
1: You don't know as much as we do. Yeah. Okay. Come on. Uh, it's a fact. You don't know as much as we do. <laughs> yeah. We know this game game, Twilight Imperium 4th Edition slash Prophecy of Kings, mm-hmm. the expansion. Mm-hmm. We know it in a way that you don't know it. it.
0: It's like less that we know it, and it's more that we are it. You know I what I mean? mean? That, yeah.
1: yeah I want to say for the record, I have not played the game oh, sure. in, a, in a little while, yeah because my many life months. has been uh, topsy. Many months. It hasn't been many months. Many
0: months since I've played it. I don't are play you serious?
1: It's been many months since yeah, you've man, played it. I don't it. play it. Uh, it's I don't, been... You're,
0: I'm all on that Sidereal Confluence game. You're you the know? Twilight
1: Imperium guy, but you're not playing it. No, I won't
0: play it. I mean, I'll okay, play fine, sure. Again.
1: Yeah, no, no, this is a good grift. I'm, we don't even have to play it anymore.
0: Because <laughs> we, we, we are we it. We mind baby?
1: palace Twilight yeah. Imperium. I imagine Twilight Imperium exactly. happening, and I pick my players. You know, it's just me six times. Yeah. Okay, and I'm playing against myself, and you know how I know me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. can shut me down. Here's the but fact, also, Yeah. I can always get out from underneath me.
0: <laughs> the fact of the matter is we're going to rank these factions. We're going to rank every factions We're going to give you we're going to tell you how it is in the power structure of TI. And yeah. the point is, if it wasn't this way before, that uh-huh. doesn't matter. We're saying it today. It is that now. This yes. is how powerful the factions are.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just always remember on episodes like this, if you disagree with us, <laughs> the reason that's happening, the reason <laughs> I just want to be scientific no. about it. The reason that's happening is because you're wrong. Exactly. It's not. So, whenever. And we welcome disagreement always. Oh, sure. But just make it's sure cute. when you. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure whatever you send in your disagreement that you start with. Now, I know I'm wrong. Yeah, exactly. But I just wanted to say. In is the it,
0: universe where I could be right, it would it, look like this. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Phrase it as if it's some weird yeah. possibility exactly. matrix that, like, Can a, you imagine a world. Can you imagine
0: Matt and Hunter were wrong? <laughs> Maybe it would look a little uh, something like this. <laughs> in,
1: in a non-hashtag nailed it world. Yeah what would the tier list look like? And then that's kind of like a fun sort of science fiction thing that you're doing. So imagine the multiverse, you know what I mean? It's kind of a Spider-Man multiverse type thing. Where there's, we're the perfect Spider-Man. Yeah. And then, but
0: you get to tell us what Toby Maguire Space Cats is kind of like. Right.
1: What is Toby? Yeah, you got to be Toby. You got to be Toby <laughs> Maguire spa- uh, Space Cats. You don't get to be you Andrew know, you Garfield. Don't get be, you know, what, nobody wants to be Andrew Garfield. No, 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 no. It's Tom Holland. Yeah. Okay. We're Tom Holland uh, yeah. Space Cats. Exactly. Okay. I think we started at the same time as Tom Holland. Yeah. About, I think that movie came Probably. out around the same time as we started. So is that a coincidence? Uh, I think not. Um, anyways, let's talk about how how we're presenting it this year last yeah. year we did something really, uh, well, not dumb, yeah. but un. Good,
0: yeah, non scientific. <laughs> I was gonna try and find one good,
1: a, a superior way yeah. to still phrase it. Bad it, wrong, <laughs> it was, it was kind of, it was a bad, it was, it was bad on purpose, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. it was.
0: Because last year, Prophecy Kings was brand new, Prophecy Kings, <laughs> we knew all of our takes were off base, we knew, we knew that we, we knew we, we were we experimental had, it was a with it. Theoretical, yes, yeah. that's oh, what it we was said the- at the time.
1: It was theoretical, it was experimental, it was like cool, experimental music, but now that we you are don't know about
0: deathfully accurate.
1: Last year, we were doing kind of a sun-raw thing, okay? And this year, we're the Beatles. Yeah. Uh-huh. Perfect in every way. Oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah. you should... Yeah, we're, we are just like the Beatles uh-huh. in that I expect you to sit down and watch us tool around for 10 hours.
2: <laughs> and you like, will, you freak. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was a get-back joke, okay? Yeah, yeah, if, you, yeah. if you don't have Disney+, Plus, maybe you didn't get that joke, but yeah.
0: Hunter Donaldson, what is our first... To- are we going to start from the bottom or are we going to start from the top?
1: Uh, I think we should... St- I mean, we got to start from the bottom, I think, okay. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah let's okay. start from sure, the bottom. Sure, sure, so, sure. Well, I want to tell you what our tiers are separated into first. We have oh, a five, okay. five-tier five system. A little
0: play-along-at-home for you. A little play-along-at-home. You at can home. guess, before you listen to this episode, Hunter's going to tell you the categories, and you just go ahead and take a stab in the dark of what you think. That's the only errata I'll take, actually, yeah, yeah, is yeah. before you've listened to how right oh, it was, okay, I, get I don't it. care what you think about what we said, because once we've said it, it's right, but you can go ahead and make a guess at yeah. what it might be and then that's the errata Yeah, yeah. That we yeah. Will so
1: if Fraser so errata like so so my guess yeah. at what it was going to be right. was this. Yeah. And then you can sort of say like here's why my guess
0: was that. Was that? Of course I was I'm wrong, wrong now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been proven wrong by the <laughs> factual nature of the I'm episode. wrong now. <laughs> It's like a
1: universal power that mm-hmm. we have. We are creating a new universe. Okay. So the five tiers are starting from the bottom. Um actively difficult is what we're calling our sort of D tier. Yeah. Um the next tier is uh needs the seventh player on their side these are uh factions that are like well so actively difficult are just like bad factions that are hard to play yeah uh need the seventh player on their side tier are like factions that are kind of swingy i would say yeah. and then like if things are going right then things can go really right. right
0: and also that uh that tier clues you in on very specifically as always we're talking we're talking a six-player game of ti to ten points right. with all of these tiers, right? We're not talking fourteen points. Of course, some things get different with fourteen points. Some yeah, things yeah. get better with four players. There's all sorts of that. So this, so need the seventh player is in a six-player ten-point context. They need a little RNG or yeah. a little something, something magical to happen yeah. for them. Yeah, that other
1: person, that non, who knows, yeah. you know, who they are, where they're from, right. you know, what it is. Right. But um, our sort of B tier, uh, we're calling the glass cannon tier. These are factions that are. Quite good, but things fall apart yeah. regularly, and right. you can kind of see the seams of how things right. fall apart for them. A tier, we're calling the hard-to-stop tier. These are factions that are pretty good, maybe not well-rounded in every single way, but they have a lot of answers to a lot of things, yep. and if they get it going, they are hard to stop. Right. Uh, and then our S tier, our big-time tier, we're just calling hard-to-have-a-bad-time. Yeah. These are factions that are basically good
0: at everything. They're not just hard-to-stop. They're hard to keep from yeah. Go, like you just they just get go. the the they hard win to, in their sleep. Yes, basically the hard to stop is like they don't always find the tools to get the victory, but when right. they do, now it's too late. Yeah. Whereas you start the game with with hard to have a bad time, and you already have something to worry about. Right.
1: And I would say another way to to phrase this would be hard for everyone else yeah. not to have yeah. a bad
0: time. So pause the podcast. <laughs> yeah, the podcast. Make your. Pro- Predictions. Make your broadcast predictions. Yeah. Predictions. And uh, let us know your errata. And then now you can continue the episode. Yeah, here we go. So let's start
1: with our bottom tier, which we're calling actively difficult. These
0: aren't necessarily in an order within the tiers because who knows? Although there is a true, true bottom.
1: Well, we can sort of discuss that, I think, as we go. Um, So, first in this tier, embers of muat yeah which i don't know why i read that one first actually because sure. that's the one that will make just
0: kind of it's the least belonging that in this will make category, people probably. the most yeah mad. We, we're just starting right off the bat with well, all the people who predicted things are all like we literally just knocked out 50 percent of the era yeah and yeah we we threw all, all wrong. of that <laughs> in the trash yeah and you do
1: have to remember you are wrong i mean you're you, you're welcome to respond but just you know phrase it in that weird way that will make me laugh <laughs> um and then you can say whatever you want um so why is embers of muat down here well i think what we feel like is that while they were given a bunch of new tools yeah. in Prophecy of Kings, right? Um, those tools are hard to make work in a way yeah. that results you in winning the game. Yes, they're they're they improve the faction, yeah. Uh, on I would say a, a, to an immense degree, right. But for some reason, it improves the faction in a way that doesn't add up to you being suddenly
0: winning more faction. Exactly. The reality of it all is objectives are still difficult for Muwat. Yeah. It's a not great start. I would say even with the agent that they gained that improves their start, what that agent does is turns your round one into such a chain of events that has to go exactly in the right order that it doesn't make round one any easier. Right. You come out of round one better, but it, like... There's a lot of things you just have to do without round one because things won't time out for you. And then in the end game, it is still that thing of like, I have one unit that can actually achieve anything for me. And so if the objectives aren't in range of that one unit, and if I can't send that one unit out and defend the rest of my stuff in a meaningful way, then I actually can't find a win. They're still bad at tech objectives. They're still bad at structure objectives. They're like, they're bad at a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. They just get one really good war, son. You can build your second, but hey, the second one usually chills at home or on Mechatol or somewhere like that. Also, I feel
1: like we need a big, big math breakdown on how much money Muat might be wasting in all of the weird ways that they do. I think it's just hard to figure out if Muat is actually coming out ahead uh, economically uh, and so on and so forth. Um, I will say this. I I have an analogy for Muat that I think will work with people. Um, I think that Embers of Muat, uh, let's talk about base game. In base game, it was a car that did not have any power steering fluid. The yeah. power steering fluid had been drained out right. of the car and so it's hard to turn that wheel. Yeah. It's like an old school, you know, 1920s car up in there. <laughs> so that's difficult. Prophecy of Kings comes along and it's like, hey, we're gonna change out the wheels on this thing. The wheels yeah. are great. Now we got a spoiler on the back. It, everything about it is fancy but you still do not have power steering fluid. <laughs> you go way faster in the same direction you, you go were going. You go way faster in the <laughs> same direction you were going. I feel like that's what it is like to yeah. play Mua. It's like it has been Every little aspect of it has been turned up yep. in a way that is good. We still have that problem of we are a War Sun faction, yeah. and I think there's just something inherently well, difficult about Even with that. that
0: economic stuff that people talk about, and like, hey, the errata from the Muad episode recently is like, I didn't spell out in detail the idea that four mechs means more infantry, which actually turns Star Forge into a a net gain right sure but you have to have positioned your of- war son of like a dollar a net game of a dollar no but guys stop thinking like this i know it's a net gain of infantry it's not a net gain of a dollar right like right it's a net gain of infantry and those infantry like your, your mechs had to be positioned in exactly the right place so it's even more of this idea of like as long as you do if if you just sit in your slice forever and star forge then you'll have made value, and it's uh-huh. like that does. But that didn't give me objectives. Like star forging for value doesn't score me objectives, so it's not actually a thing that I leads mean to points. I, so I guess if you have the commander turned on. And then you're
1: also doing this, right? right? like how that's I mean, what guess, we're saying. We're saying yeah, okay. four mechs, Okay, you're saying commander mechs, online. Commanding. Okay,
0: but the process to even get to that point is build four mechs, build a second war son, and put all of them in the right. See, park. that's what that I'm saying is round four. you make three dollars over the course
1: of everything. I think that's the thing about Muat that's like hard to. You need to take when you're talking about Muat in an economic way. I think you need to take the entire game together and think about. How does this all actually break down? Because everything about Muat just seems to be so expensive. Yes. Like, it's like, cool, yes, we can do all this stuff, but it just seems pricey. Yeah. And and it's like, in a way, they've been kind of turned up to where it feels like, well, you know, they were always a four commodity faction, but it just kind of feels like, well, now you've got all these different ways that you can spend this money and get stuff. Right. But it's like, but I don't know that what I needed was maybe just like a cheaper way to do all of this. And I, I, the... The war sun, un- the the fact that you have to build another war sun to unlock the commander is, Rough. I think, just a thing that doesn't get. People need to be talking more smack on that because that's just like that's, that's hard bad. and that having to build another war sun, I think, is just kind of annoying. Yeah. Um. I also don't know why you need another war sun. Mm-mm. The uh, the defensive war sun seems like a huge waste to me. Yeah. Um yeah i don't know it's, it's it, you,
0: you've been shoehorned in a, a strategy that you didn't necessarily want to do and it's it, not great
1: now let me well now all you muat heads out there that are are maybe feeling kind of down because we did uh just change reality yeah i don't know how it was before but now we've changed reality right. to muat's bad i would put them at the top of
0: this tier absolutely yeah. and they are probably the most fun faction in this Tier by, not to me. Oh well, but, well so, I'm sorry. We're going to me. talk about the bugs, but yeah. uh, but th- they are among some of the one of the more fun factions. Yeah,
1: uh, I actually think we're we're the way we're going to read this list is actually going from the top of this tier and reading down. So think of it that way. Yeah. Because the next faction. Are you ready to move on to the next faction? Yeah, I'm ready. So the I, think next,
0: we, I I I will also say we do not need to talk nearly as much justifying the rest of these factions in this. Tier um. No, we're going be <laughs> <Well, laughs> to no, no, be here all I'm day. that's true. going to be here. I'm not saying for our own sake. I'm just saying. This one, I do feel like we had to justify. Yeah. The rest, I think you're going to kind of be with us on, listener.
1: Um, well, I have to justify this next one to myself fine, because the ahead. next one we're talking about yeah. is my favorite faction, Sardak-Nor. Yeah. 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 Um, Gama Mama, uh, I'm sorry we did you dirty like this. Yes. Um, the thing is, uh, it, honestly, it's kind of a similar story. Yes. Because it's sort of like S- Sardak is a car and they're, you know, maybe instead of not having uh, any uh power steering fluid uh the the oil there ain't no oil right in the in the engine the engine seizes up yeah. and it's like cool and then dane got us like new seat cushions yeah okay Those, th- are, these these seat cushions are great my 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 booty is very comfortable <laughs> driving around <laughs> right in this car where the engine keeps seizing i up.
0: i think of it like this which is like it is a it's like a nascar it's like a stock racing car yeah and it's like hey it's a great car when it runs yeah but you need the whole team there yeah. you need all of the planets are are your pit crew yeah. and if the pit crew doesn't show up sardac doesn't it lasts a, a few laps and then it dies out on the track and and you got nowhere else to go and there's right. no one to replace the tires so you you need the pit crew to make it
1: yeah um i'll say i'll say this Gamma mama uh or <laughs> gom yeah. i should say i mean i i can't assume everyone's in our weird I universe know. all yeah. the time um the it, it is the most interesting ability in the game all the mm-hmm. other abilities suck and mm-hmm. it's the only thing cool about the game the game sucks except for
0: gamma <laughs> mama is so much fun we had a great game and then dane added something so cool that the rest of the game got worse yeah. in relation to if,
1: it imagine how cool the game would be if it was all as cool as gamma mama <laughs> um it's just so interesting it's very fun it sometimes plays into control objectives i'm not going to lie about yep. that but it's that's kind it's kind of a narrow view yep. and a lot of times it is it's always uh, i would say more enticing to just screw up your neighbor yeah. with it which is fine but that doesn't, doesn't translate win. into winning right um you still can get screwed over by a lot of the same stuff that screws over uh nor in base game yep. you know the, not not tar- starting with any tech uh, is kind of a crapshoot yep. um, I think, to be fair I think fixing that about Sardak would have taken away something that's very important to the faction mm-hmm. so I am not, uh, this is not a complaint yeah. I love Sardak Noir and I love him being at the bottom of the tier list anyways, yep. I yeah. just, I think it's a great place for him
0: to be. I think it's another reason why they're one of your favorites, because you get a sense of pride when you huh Yeah. Uh-huh. and I think that's how Muwak people feel, yeah. there's a sense of pride yeah, in playing it. a bad faction and doing well with them Yeah. Well, just also, because you do well with them doesn't mean they're not a bad faction, yeah. it just means you're a great player player good job well and and
1: it's it's the thing the thing about being good at any faction that i would call actively difficult uh anything can be learned and i have just spent more time thinking about sardag nor than i spend thinking about most factions and that it turns out the more you think about a faction the better you are at playing them but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's easier to approach for someone that isn't thinking about it a lot and that's you know muat muat people out there you can have that one just take that with you just say hey listen the thing is muat's difficult. Uh, I've spent a lot of time thinking about it because I just care a lot about this faction and I love the flavor of it, yep. but that doesn't mean that it's easy for anyone to just pick it up and do it. Right. I mean, again, we've called this out before, but watch, this is, we're talking about Mulat M- 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 again now, but um, I would love actually for there to be um, the Sardacnor equivalent yeah. of uh, game six of the semifinals with uh, Vision S playing as Muat yeah. where it was just everything was perfectly orchestrated right it was the most perfect Muat opening you could imagine right. and it still did not lock up the game exactly the Sardak nor equivalent of that would be cool we did have um, last year we had Ziplin's game yes the let me educate you thing the thing that kind of takes the not to take anything away from Ziplin's Zipplin. a great player yeah and that moment was will live Amazing. on forever in infamy The problem is that that does not exist in the game right no it's you, not a thing you can't actually tricks. do that it um, <laughs> (laughs) it It was not Dane's intention that you be able to get uh, through a ceasefire with Gamma Mama. Um, So that just doesn't that just doesn't exist anymore.
0: Uh, Next up in our actively difficult tier is. Uh, maybe another contention. Most people hate Nalu Collective. Sure. Um, Zero mm, Token still rules. Mm, really, like, yeah, it's, sure. like, incredibly good. Sure. But literally everything else is not great. Some good factions
1: got more new good tools. Yep. It feels like everybody got really good stuff, and then Nalu was
0: just given right. perplexing, nothing burger right. stuff. And I think the style of what makes factions good now, like the factions that when we say they got good stuff, that may have meant something different in base game but what became good in prophecy of kings is is very specifically not what nalu gained in any way. well and like having the ability to do more combats thing you know we're, we're like the ability to go to more places go faster uh do more control objectives so many more control objectives and so many so much more combat stuff in the game and that was never what nalu's strength was right and so because that's what got better in the game Nalu falls by the wayside, right. And think about so in base game, it felt like roughly, well, it
1: wasn't half and half, but it w- maybe there was like a third of the factions had like what I would uh, classify as like kind of a rough start, yep. for several reasons, right. And Nalu actually was a high ranking faction that had a rough start. Yes. But now, I don't really think there's that many factions that have rough starts. No, like a like rough start is just factions. not a thing. Yeah. yeah. So like most factions don't have a rough start. Nalu I feel like has a rough start with no I mean it's just as rough in base game as it
0: was yep. in the expand or it yeah as it is now. I would basically. even say like because there was like a fear of Nalu being so good even the factions with rough starts have other, like ghosts, have a rough start, yeah. right? The, in, sure, in, sure. in raw units, but they have Not anymore, they but... have tricks that they can do yeah. that make that start manageable. Not great, but manageable. Yeah, Nalu has nothing. It's just a bad start, and they might be the only faction in the game with literally just a pure bad start. Yeah, Nalu, the only way to
1: fix Nalu's bad start is to uh, have the right strategy card right. to fix it. And, right. that, and that's kind of it. And that's that's a situation that happened more often in base game. Now I feel like it does not happen yeah. much for anybody. Right. Everyone sort of has a lot more wiggle room uh, round one and also the game has become more of a stall fest yeah. and that zero token I think hurts. kind of hurts more in every round than it used to it used to not really be that big of a deal I feel like to have to go first every time but now you know especially in those like round fours where mm-hmm. it's like alright we're going to do some weird stuff to set up a round five that zero token I feel like can hurt you yeah
0: yeah Uh, next up in actively difficult we've got Arborek hey no surprise here yeah it's Arborek um, their start is bad and then the agent makes it better but yep. like in making it better you still actively take away like you have to remove your a trade ship plastic. yeah to turn it into the yeah. carrier that you wish you had in the first place yeah. and then you still have a big question of like what tech or do you get tech round one or how do you make round one work like just because a faction can go through an extra step to get a second carrier doesn't magically solve <laughs> their start. And that, that's true. the part that... That's the dialogue that's been bothering me all year. Is like, well, they fixed Muwat's start. They fixed brick start. It's not fixed. It's more manageable. Yeah. But, like, you have to do extra work to even get there. Now, the agent continues to sort of pay dividends. But, I mean, realistically, we're talking that it nets you $2 per round. Right. That's not significant compared to so many other abilities in this game
1: yeah and compared you have to make sure to keep everything uh comparative because it's like yes uh muah and uh Arborek got a little bit of help for the starts right but some of the factions that didn't need help got help for their starts like that's that's the other thing it's like
0: sars start got better yeah and their start was one of the best ones in the game right and now it got better so yeah yeah Yeah. now i i have been slowly coming around to that idea like that the hero is quite good. Yeah. Arborex hero is a pretty significant late I like game it. tool. I like it. Um, but it, the problem is the game got so fast that it sometimes just doesn't hit the right timing to then do enough off of it. Totally. That's, that's my big problem with it is closing out a game as Arborex is is a, is a trial. Uh, everyone will tell you a 14 point game Arborex is vastly different. Yep. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. But in 10.6 player... Arborek still has a lot of struggles I still think they're crazy fun to play and it's the reason why there's a lot of fans of the faction but that again if you win as Arborek it is a feather in your cap and there's a reason why that is the case.
1: Yeah and I have seen more Arborek wins now I am aware of more Arborek wins so I like that I put that out there and then now um, you know it has happened and I'm declaring it now so I make it a reality (laughs) Um, people people have done it Um, I think that I'll say this: Arborek is cooler than like half the factions, yeah. in my opinion. Oh, Arborek absolutely. is like one of the coolest factions. Yes. Um, and every time someone wins a game with Arborek, what I would love to see is a tournament win yep. from Arborek. Right. That would be. That would I mean, we. Cool. So, I mean, we have seen it in the invitation. In but that was with you know all-star players, so of course they made something right, wild happen. Right. Right, right
0: now, um, but what is firmly replaced Arborek? I would say as the definitive worst, worst faction, faction of the game. Yep. Uh is the Yin Brotherhood. We've come full circle. If you've been we... listening <laughs> since the beginning, <laughs> oh
1: we God. are now You're we've right. come all the way back I around. didn't even
0: think of that. Yeah, yeah they uh they they have a good starting units, but nothing else about their start is comfortable or good. Yep. They have no growth potential. Yep. They aren't fun to play. Nope. There's nothing redeeming about the yin brotherhood it's anymore
1: so good to be back um it sucks just because i had come around it. on them that's oh, what's really sad
0: is i became a big fan of yin in the last two or the, in the base game tournaments yin was a like l1 style fat like you saw yin all the time oh yeah in tournament games yin, yin they were was like picked. bottom of the top it, and, and they would win games we oh, didn't yeah. see a single win from the yin brotherhood in the, this last uh patreon tournament yeah and i don't ex- expect we'll see one this year, uh, it it is incredibly difficult to win as the Yin Brotherhood because you so. have no tools that lead to objectives. Yeah, just nothing. Yeah, your stuff is uh,
1: real perplexing. That commander is still very perplexing. Yeah. To me. the fact that you have to use indoctrinate to, to it's, it's like it's on it. par
0: with the Muwa. It's not, obviously not as expensive as the Muwa commander, but it's like getting that thing unlocked in some games is nigh impossible.
1: Yeah, hey, if you're playing with a Yin Brotherhood, maybe just, just maybe it. help them yeah. unlock it. Yeah. I don't know. Just see what happens. You maybe it's, a... <laughs> it might even be better for you for uh for one of your neighbors to actually be good yeah. like and have a good shot exactly. at it. But the other thing too is once you unlock the commander, it's not like the commander even really fixes stuff nope. for you unless you want to get Yin Spinner. It's just
0: more infantry. Which I
1: like Yin Spinner, but sure. it's just kind of like I don't know. I mean, I I had a game where I had I had Yin Spinner and oh man so many infantry, so many infantry that you already it's were going to have pretty anyways. Cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, did not matter. Didn't at win. All. <laughs> Yeah. Didn't, didn't win. win. Didn't win off that. Yeah. Um, it's so, just yeah. just bad. So, yeah. That was the, to recap that tier, because we're done with that tier, the actively difficult tier in a rough order, just yeah. a rough order. Right. Uh. It would be from bottom up, Yin Brotherhood, Arborek, Nalu Collective, Sardak Nor, Embers of Muat. Yep. I Definitely. put Embers and Muat before my favorite faction, nor So you're welcome. Mu'at. Yeah, you're welcome. Leave Mu'at, us alone. Fans. Yeah, leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> let's okay. talk about the next one. Yes. And, and this time, actually,
0: let's maybe go roughly bottom up. Okay. What do you think? I I, I think don't it, I don't know if we've placed this list in that order, so we'll have to come up with that as we go. Well, yeah, just kind of just, just as we go, it we'll, out. We'll kind of we'll sure. kind of figure it out. Sure. Yeah. All right. So uh, the need the seventh player on their side, they need some things in the game to just kind of go right for them. But then once they do that. Hey, they might have like a pretty substantial win on their on their hands. Yeah, Uh, and I think the bottom mm -hmm. of this list Mm -hmm. is the Mentak Coalition. Yeah, Mentak is in the strangest spot right now. Who knows where Mentak is going to be next year? Because Mentak didn't get particularly great stuff in Prophecy of Kings, but the story of Mentak has been, yeah, they have an incredibly low pick percentage. They have a super high statistically insignificant win rate. In I would also,
1: I would push back on the idea that they got nothing because in a situation I, yeah, where, yeah. uh, Mentak is going to win the game, that hero can be really pivotal in a try to win slay. Yeah. Mentak situation. situation. You take do have to have your anymore. win figured out. Right. Like, yeah, right.
0: But, but we've definitely seen games where that hero is like, Oh, that, went, yeah. that, was, that became unstoppable. We but couldn't do anything to your home system Men-Tac or Mentak has kind
1: of always had this problem of having sort of like a narrow tool set yeah. that really only helps them like accrue money and then turn that money right. into like a wild amount of stuff, re- but not even necessarily plastic, just kind
0: of like, well, for points, yeah. this can be pretty good. The like- reality of Mentak in especially this upcoming tournament, but in tournament play in general is people don't really play Mentak without the yellow skip. Mm-hmm. and if you have the yellow skip Mentec is a killer faction right you get you get salvage ops and you get mirror computing right away and then you start turning that into what i mean you can have mirror computing by round two yeah decently reliably with a yellow skip in the oh, right totally, spot totally um and so you you can pull off quite a bit with that on your side whereas it used to be like ah maybe you'll do some other stuff before you go from mirror computing and figure it out but now i think like when you think of tournament level play you're making those kinds of considerations. You're not just playing Mentac in a vacuum. You're playing Mentac in a yellow skip slice with yeah, like the right tool set. Totally. Because otherwise, you you won't pick them. They are low enough on the on the barometer that like you'll pick something else instead yeah. of that. Like, but but like in a Mentac versus yen, obviously you're gonna take Mentak, I I guess. But you probably. You planned your multi draft around it, and you have a slice that will reinforce that decision. Or, or this is something I like to do. I'll
1: pick Mentak, and then I'll draw. I'll explore an industrial planet, and I'll draw the yellow skip. <laughs> That's kind of kind of something I do. Because what you do Easy is you trip. go when they're looking away. You go ahead and you 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 just put it on the yeah. top of the deck yeah. uh, when they're looking away. So I, I tend to cheat. All right. So which one are we will talk about
0: next? Okay. So we, go? uh, oh, wait, we, next? we got a handful more factions in here. I, I I do think this is one of the tighter races of mm-hmm. all of the tiers. Sure. Um, but next up, we're going to go ahead and say the Mahokt Gene Sorcerers.
1: Yeah, so I would say this is, of the expansion factions, this is the one most like a Muat yep. or a Mentak or yep. a Sardak where you have those people that really kind of stand for uh, Mahokt. I don't think we've seen the performance. Yep. We haven't seen it like hit. They yep. have a very interesting toolkit that I failed to really understand. Right. Um. I mean, I understand it now because it's being ranked definitively right. forever. Um, And there's...
0: there's... Here's how I feel about the misconception of Maha. Sure, sure. What's the misconception? Um, And it's that they, on the surface, have all of the power of destroying someone else's game yes. that Sar has. Yeah. And we've seen we've seen that in a recent game where oh, Mahawk yeah. decided to ruin someone's game. Yep. And it was over for that, that person. That there was it. no going back from it. You get you get your one of your mechs in someone else's home planet. That's it. There it takes way too long to ever come back from Go that. Go home. Yeah. But none of that ends up translating in them having the tools to score the objectives that they need yeah. now but the reason they're in this tier they need the seventh players sometimes the objectives sort of line up and then those star lancers are the like one of the best defensive units in the game yeah. and the ability to use their commander if you had an amazing command counter economy if you like got mechatol and had a good influence slice yeah that commander goes nuts you can just keep moving all your stuff around mm-hmm. but you can't just do that in a vacuum. You need a lot of command counters to pull right. it off. So all of their stuff can go nuts, but yeah. none of that works in a vacuum and none of it is just like, it, it's like things do have to align for you.
1: I think that, so, so when I, next time I play Mahawk, the way I'm going to kind of approach it is to try and use the agent yeah. to manipulate yes. the table right. to sort of create openings for people and put pressure on people And sort of try and get in their heads a little bit. And I think that's why they feel like kind of a need the seventh player on the side. Because sometimes playing a really good above the table game, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it's like you it's it's just kind of like, well, well, it didn't work out to be that kind of game. Sorry. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, Well, and sometimes the seventh player is you like controlling the meta. I mean, if, yeah. if you're playing with a group where, like, you can just get in their heads and you get away with way too many deals or whatever, uh-huh. we see it in the tournament all the time. We see oh, yeah. it in the, we saw in the Invitational, we saw things where we're Mind like, I don't control. agree with why these players are making these deals. Yeah. But some players just can get in other people's heads, and guess what? That's what the Mohawk Gene Sorcerers have <sighs> access to, is some tools where you can just, like, throw people off their game, and they might give you some stuff, occasionally.
1: Sometimes these players don't do what I think they should do, <laughs> and you know, every time you see it, you just you want to throw up you want to puke you want to just you want to you just. and that's how a mahawked
0: down. win feels is like well it's because everybody else just did crazy things they shouldn't have done that <laughs> they shouldn't have done that and
1: that's what i think y'all and shouldn't have let mahawked win i just think that if the way the tournament worked was every player messages me on discord to confirm yes or no mm-hmm. whether they should do what they do yeah. before they do it right i know the games would take 25 hours <laughs> I just think that you should consider it. Yeah. If consider what Hunter would do. Consider what Hunter would do. Ask him what he would yeah. do. Yeah. Ask him what I'm referring to myself in the third person. Ask him what he would do. <laughs> and then when he tells you what to do, just go with it. Yeah. Hashtag nailed it. Do it exactly. Um.
0: But uh, don't DM me. I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, check out our next one. It's the Barony of Letnev. Uh huh. This one. For me personally, what a, is, what a slide! This is one of the more conflicting ones. Oh, really? I'm a bit of a uh, of a Barony apologist. Okay. I accept that their win rate doesn't reflect that, and uh, to me, Barony is one of those things where I still continue to go. I feel like they should do better than they do. Uh huh. There's a lot of reasons why they don't, though. They got one.
1: Real good tool, which yeah. is that Dunline Reaper. Yeah. We love that. It's very we good. love that.
0: That solved one of their main prophecy I know, King's problems. I know. It's but a weird New thing, problems huh? were introduced that Barony didn't get answers for.
1: I actually think it's not even so much about new problems, so much as it's just like they just got left behind yeah. by other things getting better is the thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's the problem. Is most of the things above them, uh, I feel like they're just have a has a more interesting toolkit. Yeah uh the old things that were good about barony are not as good yeah. and then the new thing that they got while it's great it's very good yeah. isn't enough to close that gap the,
0: the other the only other thing i would say that probably hurts and i've seen this echoed by other people but it's that dang lack of a sixth round yeah in a right, sixth round right. scenario barony is a way higher tier like if mm-hmm. they get all of their tech and all of their expensive units yep. in the right spot mm-hmm. then they are quite quite distinct in in how powerful they are, right? Right. but we just don't see that sixth round very often, and so then in round five they're decently stoppable, right? And then they get thwarted, and so you you need that seventh player to like you need that seventh player to make it go to round six, yes. And then you're probably help me be, out do with round better.
1: six, <laughs> even you know even if. Not to get too in the weeds with it, but even if you take like the home system, yeah. like so, Barony has a great home system. Right. Um, it's two planets. That's, that's my only complaint about it. But sure. it is, but it's good. It's hefty. It's you know, it's got some girth to it. Yeah. Um, in general, Prophecy of Kings has made it where people are just generally richer and have yeah. an easier time right. making money, collecting money, totally. having it in round one. Blah 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 yeah. yada yada yada. Right. So in in a microcosm, I think the fact that the the good home system in base game meant more was distinct was distinct and now it feels less distinct there's more money to go around there's more wiggle room with everybody
0: yeah yeah and they're you know their promissory note got better in a codex that's true not enough to make the money that we're talking yeah basically there's just some people that make hand over fist um and i think this is always true of factions that seem like they could be good when your stuff costs you when it costs money to do your stuff that is inherently worse than the ones who get free stuff. Uh-huh. So in Barney's case, like Dunlane Reapers, you got to buy them. Yep, you got to have em. the money ready to go. Uh, your your it's a deployability, it's, so
1: you have to have them in your reinforcements. Exactly, which like is it, kind of it requires annoying.
0: things. Whereas there was other factions later on that just like, and here's something on the house, Blop. and here's more stuff for free, and you don't even have to think about it. And that's what just keeps them down here, kind of in the
1: in mm-hmm. the pits. Mm-hmm. Um, the next faction mm-hmm. that we want to talk about in this tier. Um, I would say only sli- oh, just a hair above Barony. You could really yeah. have us go either way, except for that it is definitive. Sure. Ghost of Creus. Yes. Um, the cool guy number one faction. Yeah. Cool guy number one. Dane's fave. Sunglasses. The so sunglasses. Good he made them bad. <laughs> yeah, so good he made them bad. The sunglasses of Twilight Imperium factions <laughs> is the Ghost of yeah. Um Really, I wouldn't say they necessarily, they were already uh, very good and interesting, especially at it's, high level play. Right um they did not necessarily get well they did get one cool trick which is the going to
0: malice uh
1: on on the first turn but all that's doing
0: is similar to the Arborek and muon uh, agent all that's doing is offsetting how bad their start already i wouldn't but i
1: wouldn't say their start is on the same level of badness oh i would oh i would not say that one
0: carrier one destroyer
1: one carrier one destroyer but they got four resources at home now we're adding another two trade goods uh, they had they are the they're the, mo- the easiest faction to establish a trade partner with round one, and there yeah. are four commodity faction. Yeah, yeah, they can
0: make the money round one yeah. reliably, especially going to Malice first. You make yeah. your two bucks.
1: I'm I'm not saying that it's on a whole other level sure. easier, but it's easier than those factions. Yes. I, I find uh most of the time when I'm playing Ghost, I do not get pigeonholed into yeah. some horrible deal. I,
0: the thing I feel like I see with Ghost players the most is a sort of directionless mid game. It's yeah. always going kind of like, I've, I've got my gravity drive. I probably I probably got something like Sling sling Relay uh, mm-hmm. round one. Mm-hmm. But then after that, going into like round three, it, am I a PDS faction? No, I don't really feel like I'm a PDS faction. Should I just go for light wave, I guess? Well, maybe I should get... Am I a Fighter 2 faction because of that command? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just nothing feels significant enough. Right to sort of dictate a strategy for them, well, and yeah. so then you have like a hero that just sort of upsets the order of things, and and it's it's always that idea of like, oh yeah, I guess Ghost did score a couple of j- objectives, but there's no like. I've never seen a game where ghosts are the threat on the table. Sure, going into the end. Sure. Game. They can sneak a win. Yeah. But I've never seen them as like the threat at the table.
1: Well, and that's why they're in this tier. Yeah. Is that it's like they need a little bit of uh, they get you got to grease the wheels a little bit if uh, if ghosts is going to make it. Yeah. I could imagine someone thinking that uh, ghosts is a little high, but uh, I, I just yeah. I like sunglasses. I, okay. I,
0: I think the definition of the seventh player helping ghosts in this one is. When the hero can actually do something for ghosts. That does happen sometimes. And it does happen. There, there, and then it's a pretty good Ghost yeah, game. Yeah.
1: There have been Ghost games I've seen where that hero wasn't just a goofball, yes. barrel of laughs kind of thing. <laughs> it was more of a, like, wow, I don't know how we deal with this yeah, now. Yeah. I think the game is Now just Ghosts over. can
0: lock down Mechatol. Right. And they've got Imperial. And uh uh-huh. oh. We uh-oh. have a big swing round. Yeah. From
1: kind ghosts. of an uh oh Spaghettios yes. kind of moment. I will say the weirdest thing about Ghosts, the thing that, like, annoys me the most is the whole, like, like I can use my mechs to betray the person I gave I IFF to. Their it's tool so set odd. talks
0: a, a, like it betrays itself. Yeah, now you have three different tools now that can put the same couple of wormhole tokens on the map yeah it's anti-synergy no yeah yeah, there's no synergy there and you got
1: to kind of work because it used to be IFF was like one of the coolest promissory notes you could get and and making deals for it yeah oh man it's a that was like kind of your wiggle room as ghosts you're like okay I can maybe even become an even better economic faction if I'm working this promissory note but now why would anybody trust you right now it's a guaranteed
0: lie and (laughs) even if you're not
1: a liar like I gotta look at it and be like well but you that mech's there yeah we could, you could just you could screw just me it. up. You exactly. could see that I'm going to use the IFF to do something really good and be like, hmm, maybe you have to pay me again. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, and then it's like, oh, I yeah. don't want to do that. It so it never ends. Yeah. um, But, you know, maybe if you know, him, maybe you know the person, you can just still play IFF like it used to be. Yep. Um, but yeah, that is the Ghost of Krius. Yeah. That's where they live. That's where they are.
0: Next up on needing the seventh player on their side is the X Cha. Kingdom. Whoa. This is I think this is a brain burner. Here. This is
1: the top of this tier. This by is the, the top way. of this Extra's tier. top of this tier. Now they are the definitive, I would say, faction yeah. for this tier because extra games are kind of uh lots of people are good at extra, by the way. Uh and good at extra in a way where they don't have to rely on just this to win. Yeah. However, However. that hero is like going to the casino yeah. and it and when you show up and you've got all the right stuff in your pockets yeah. you're gonna have a good night right but if you don't have the right stuff in your pockets or you don't get you know if lady luck does not bless right. you with the right agendas yep. then you're not gonna win and we're game.
0: not explicitly talking about the three point extra win that's sure. like the ridiculous thing sure happens. yeah yeah that's the a on, one on a whole point level. extra win or a one point extra one point off the hero yeah can can happen that can swing and that ball. is generally enough to put extra into a viable position the reality though of extra is they still lack a lot of the uh tools they need to just like score the normal points yeah right they still they still have issues with just getting stuff done on the board they can lock up their whole slice pretty well and people aren't going to come in there and you're not going to disrupt the hero Mm -hmm. but it's you know they don't always score all the stage ones and they're not very good at the stage twos
1: yeah and i would i would say most most extra wins that i've seen i would i would wager to say almost all of them uh all the ones that i can think of the seventh player somewhat smiled upon right extra basically and being and the thing is a lot of a lot of faction abilities actually have to do with well i hope this works out for you right so it's not that extra's hero is somehow completely different than the rest of the game it's not like that but it is the one that most is playing into you know The seventh player looking on you and smiling.
0: Yeah. I think the thing, too, that we have to remind people when we talk about like the seventh, we're not taking anything away from an extra win. No. You set yourself up so that then when the seventh player did smile upon you, you were ready to go. What you have to always remember is sometimes the seventh player smiles upon R, Right. And, and so their luck pushes them even further whereas like you kind of need the seventh player for extra to then even be then your good game can be rewarded. Right. Unless you're Moose. In which case I right. would throw all of this out. <laughs> I mean
1: Moose had that game where moose got like the three point he was hero gonna score
0: four. he was gonna score 14 points yeah it was like
1: <laughs> moose was like had a 14 point 10, 10 point game uh of in the tournament so i mean it just depends and, and you have to prep for the hero too it's not right. it's not as simple as just play the hero and well then exactly
0: you cut yourself out of a lot of your own strategies by leaning right. into the hero right and that's probably bad mm-hmm. right that's like not necessarily great but if the hero if you didn't have the hero you wouldn't really have anything else to like right. actively do and that's the big problem with extra is right. without the dumb gimmick you're not a very good faction yeah and yeah
1: so i mean i will say this about extra is uh if you're if you're feeling if you're feeling weird uh let me just tell you there's not a faction i can think of on in in all of twilight imperium that is more like extra in the way of i feel like you could make an argument for every single tier yeah. for extra yeah. you can make an oh, argument yeah. that extra is one of the best factions in the game <laughs> right now and you could also say they're dumpster yeah stay away from them yeah absolutely uh, let's go ahead and take a little break and then we will get to the rest of our tier list
0: all right we're back and let's get into our next tier it's the glass cannon yeah and what does this mean this is Glass Cannon is not requiring the game to smile upon you in a a way that lifts you up. It's hoping the game doesn't look down upon you in a way that ruins your day. Yes, The, The seventh player can be the one thing that stops you. I would almost go a different way in trying to
1: explain this one. I would say these are the factions that are not necessarily stopped by the seventh player. They're stopped by the human players at the table. Yeah, right, like right. Seeing, right. It, these seeing, these are our factions that these are good factions. We're definitely in good faction territory Absolutely. now. All the rest of the factions are good. That's how Twilight Imperium is now. Yeah. Most of the factions are good. Right. Um, but now we're at that point, where, like, which are the ones that if the players are looking at the table yeah. and not looking at their phones... <laughs> You know, not looking at their phones, looking at the table. You gotta quit looking at the phone, dearie. Uh, if the players are looking at the table, they can stop and do regularly yeah. stop these factions. Yeah. Um, we're starting at the bottom of the tier. Let's go for the one. This is actually one, this one I think is uh, the most contentious. And it's weird that it's at the bottom of the tier. Yeah. But I do, I feel confident. Titans of all. Yeah. Glass cannons. Boy, how the mighty
0: have fallen since how we felt. Oh yeah. We thought they were the best at the beginning.
1: We just thought, we thought they were so the best. So how do world. we
0: define what has happened to the Titans of all? Because I- on paper, mm-hmm. you still look at their tool set and be like, you start with good tech. You have the ability to get more tech. You can do structure objectives. You can seemingly, you got amazing cruisers that can pull off some, some, uh, control objectives in theory so what happens
1: i would push back on some of those things right. i start with good tech i don't know that i actually agree the tech color symmetry or synergy yeah. with where you end up going is it's not maybe that's the there. problem
0: is on paper you look at it and you go blue yellow tech hey dreadnoughts but like but do, is that what titans no. wants to no, lean no. into no, no they don't and so then they're already at odds with their own uh things that are traditionally good
1: right and also i think that they have there's a lot of good about their their kit But I think you actually have to resist a lot of the tendencies that it might get you uh, to go with. And I also feel like Titans is a faction that just has not really been cracked. And at this point, I feel like I see Titans have a good, you know, Titans might have a good start or might have a good mid game. They're not always a fast start faction. In fact, sometimes they can be kind of slow on the uptake. Right. Um, But If I see a Titans that's online in the mid game, I feel like it's where they really shine. And then it feels like in the late game is where I start feeling like, wow, they're just not really bringing a whole lot to the table. And that's why I say, I feel like as the other players get set up, they find an easier time just stopping Titans. The Saturn Engine 2s, while very cool, are not the most fearsome late game fleet. Right. So I don't know if that means people need to get away from Saturn Engine 2s. I, I that kind of bum me out cuz then it's like, well, are Pretty you going to have a good mid
0: game now? Right. Like how right. is your mid game going to be? I think I do think you still have to rely on the Saturn Engine 2s, but I think you have to set yourself up better for I don't know, stage 2s or like you you have to put yourself into better positions to like I think we're not seeing we're seeing titans focus so much on the scan link slice game Mm -hmm. and less on the like positional SAR where do I park this stuff so that it's in range of what I needed to be in range of in the last round
1: right and it's if you think about the goal like like what you're actually accomplishing I feel like it's not that different from what a lot of factions that are better than titans accomplish really easily but with the way titans does it it's complicated. Yes. Like, it's more complicated than Process. it necessarily should be. It's a, it's a similar problem to what I think maybe Muat goes for, yeah. which is this kind of feeling of wow, I get a lot of stuff on the house as I'm activating. Yeah. But if we actually broke down the numbers, are you getting a lot of stuff? Yeah. Does it actually work out to where this is right. viable? Because it doesn't feel cheap. It feels expensive. Right. All the
0: things that we do as Titans. Yeah. It just feels like it costs a lot. Yeah. I think Titans are... I think the story of Titans this year is... We talked them up. Uh, everybody felt pretty good about them, And then they were more complicated than necessary. And they just didn't perform very well. And now everybody's feeling rough on them. And also, people just aren't big fans of Titans. And I mean that in a like, oh, my favorite faction is Titans. Like people right. are with Sardak and Muat and right. Mahakt, right. right? There's no, there's very few Titans stands out there. The best and, Titans player that I know about is Alice, Right. basically. And I, I think we just have yet to see... The players that are cracking the Titans code, right? And as soon as we start to see really good Titan play, I think Titans will go up in the rankings. I, th- I think. So. I think next year we could easily see Titans get back up into a higher tier or whatever. It's just we haven't seen that yet, and so we don't know what the answer to the Titan problem is. But I bet you someone has an answer.
1: Yeah, I think so. I I think they are the, the of all the new factions. I actually feel this way but the next faction we're going to talk about too. Yeah. Um. They feel like a faction that has not yet been solved for. And if you think that maybe that's ridiculous to say, a lot changed about base game yes. from in that first year. Right. And we are rounding the first year now. Mm-hmm. Um, tournament 4, I think, will shake up the yeah. way the game is being played. Definitely. Um, we're going to get way more games in. Oh, my God, we're going to get way more games in. <laughs> There's gonna be so many games. A tournament
0: <laughs> four is gonna be a lot of games.
1: How are they even gonna? How are we even gonna find out? Are they all? Man,
0: met? shout out to all the qualifiers who are like already. Play. There were like four games. Already. 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 Happened. already happened. That's Insane. crazy. Insane. Nice work, everybody.
1: Yeah, nice work. Uh, Anyways. Nice work, Matt.
0: <laughs> I didn't do job. No. Nice work, Big Al Cappuccino. Uh, oh, yeah, who's that's Who's apparently true. in charge of the, the qualifiers now. Boy, yeah, Big Al
1: Cappuccino uh, basically walked into SCPT headquarters <laughs> and was like, I'll take an office job. over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm he just started setting stuff up. <laughs> just started moving his stuff in, basically. And uh, yes, thank you. Yep. Thank you, Big Al Cappuccino. It's Capucino. all yours. Hey, I didn't know how much I needed. Do you want though, a bigger office? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you, do you, do you need, do you, do, yeah. You can t- talk to me anytime, yeah. Big Lock yeah.
0: Uh Next up on our glass cannon list is the Vool Wraith Cabal. Yeah. So I meant what I said before. I think this is
1: also a faction yeah. that could do better in the future and that I f- it feels like they have not quite been figured out. They have, I think, a, m- a more obvious toolkit yes. than Titans. That's why yeah. they're above. Them. I
0: love them. And I, I've, I'd I been actively avoiding playing them for a long time because we did the Vuel Wraith Cabal guide and I was like, oh, wait i'm really 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 digging this faction uh-huh and i wanted to get away from them because i would probably just spend too much time thinking about them but i i, I intend to play a decent amount more cabal here soon once I yeah. finish these preliminary guides because i think they're really cool and i think people with my kind of play style um if you can find a way to be a little bit safer than me, because you do very importantly have to protect those space Yeah. But if you can do that, everything else they have access to seems like it's going to do very, very well for you.
1: Yeah. I will say this. I'm, I am less informed on Cabal. I feel like than any of the expansion factions, it's like, it's just like the faction in the whole game. Actually, I would say, I feel like I know the least about Cabal. Uh Uh, There's just something about them that does not appeal to me. I just feel like when I see them at high level play, it just always feels like they should be doing better
0: than they are. Yeah. And There's, so that's kind of the vibe that I have. There is a major meta problem for Cabal. yeah. I Maybe think, more significant, because the biggest, yeah. the big thing is, like, S.A.R. has a major meta problem, but S.A.R. overcomes it through their raw power. Cabal doesn't necessarily overcome it through raw power, and it's hard to know what else to do with Cabal. Cabal is one of those classic problems of, you have huge weapons, yeah. but that makes you... Very bad at this diplomatic board game. It's really hard to overcome that. And so very often playing as Cabal, and I suffer from this as any faction. So Cabal, at the very least, I can just lean into my failures And Mm -hmm. still have a a faction that can kind of overcome. Like, I can get even more plastic on the board to just like defend myself. Right. But it doesn't make me any better at talking to people.
1: Right. Yeah. I I feel like they have that one interesting tool, which is the promissory note to kind of like make deals with that. But that, even that is just so so specific. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just like they really got to have some pretty specific needs in order to want to buy it. And at the
0: end of the day, people just don't like giving Cabal money because Cabal steals money all game long, yeah,
1: Yeah, and Cabal just like, I don't know, just like the game came out and it felt like Cabal was having like a pretty good heyday as well. It was like kind of Cabal and Titans in the early uh, days of POK, I felt like was having a good time. I feel like with Titans, it was maybe just like no one knew how to play any of the factions. So everyone was learning and then so Titans would work out. Cabal, it feels like everyone got like completely steamrolled by Cabal one time and everyone was just collectively like never again and so now it just doesn't happen and it's not even that people are doing overly aggressive things to Cabal it's just that when you're watching the your cabal neighbor there. you're just kind of like i yeah. do not want to let you yep. abuse me so i'm going to prevent
0: that but i do feel like that's fading out of style a little bit. maybe people are know. coming around to the idea that my cabal neighbor might not actually like completely ruin everything for me and maybe i can you know i think people are more open to just like let's do the support swap come on let's get out of the way and then yep. we'll be fine and then yep. you know what then you just do your thing to the other neighbor and it's like it's i, I think there are yeah, ways that doesn't work with me. i'm not an early support swap yeah. kind of guy so i think you got to really i think yeah it's I don't
1: know who's gonna end up on. If I I gotta know who uh, who's gonna be on Mechatol Rex. Right. And you know K, I mean? guess who likes it? Yeah, uh, Cabal. Cabal <laughs> likes it quite a bit. Um, okay, let's talk about the next faction. Next faction is this one might surprise you. The winners. Yeah, it surprises me. Yeah, very glass much. cannon faction. I think still. Yeah. They went from being one of the worst factions in base game yep. to being a faction that. If the winds are right and if no one stops you, you can just lock it up. But the no one yeah. stops you thing is, I it really just comes down to like, does someone volunteer to stop winning? Does win someone
0: new? just decide to do it even a little bit? And, and it's
1: then if you do, yeah, then I I just feel like I don't see a lot of game. I see a lot of games where. No one does anything about the Winu problem, and then yeah. the Winu wins. And I see games where people are like, "Well, I'm going to do something to stop the Winu," and I never see the Winu come back. From and Winu that. end at six points, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. The the hardest thing I had to grapple with was like, what is go- like, which is better, Winu or extra Because to me, they suffer from really similar problems of like, it's a big hero swing, mm-hmm. but Xchuck's thing is like the hero swing is like crazy super random yep. that you don't even properly set up for. It. Whereas the Winu hero, you can still set up for it, but like Hunter's saying, you can also just be completely thwarted. And so the right. thing with with Winu that I always drive home for people is they can be scary and like the plus two at home, plus two on legendaries, plus two on Mechatol, it's a huge deal. Them getting set up on Mechatol, that really stinks. Yeah. But you can block them from most stage ones. Yeah, like You can prevent them from scoring points. The and as long as is- you do that... Yeah. They probably don't find a win. The start is still really bad.
1: And your fix for it is. Uh, nah. uh, yeah. Um, and so basically it just comes down to like, did your two neighbors, you have two of them. Yep. That sucks. I wish you only had one, oh, but you boy. have two neighbors. Yeah. If one of them, if they make a deal with each other to kind of make sure that you're not getting to Mechatol, then a lot of times they can stop you from doing that. And if yep. they, if you don't get on Mechatol and you don't get that commander set up stuff, yep. then it just a lot of times it's just not going to work Man. out.
0: Speaking of Big Al Cappuccino, what he played a Philroy charity brawl draft game mm-hmm. not too long ago that mm-hmm. I was l- loosely involved with. Oh, okay, I played a couple rounds for Micmac Moose in that game, and then oh, Mac yeah, yeah. Took over. yeah. Big Al Cappuccino was Winu, Mm-hmm. never unlocked his commander, won the game.
1: Whoa, that's weird. So,
0: what we're talking about here is some players transcend the idea of what the faction even does huh. and just find what Big Al Cappuccino it doesn't matter what faction Big Al Cappuccino is playing because Big Al Cappuccino is playing as Big Al and Big Al talks his way into points. You're right. And so... Sometimes it just doesn't matter. Maybe when it was like the
1: perfect faction for Big Al Cappuccino. Because
0: he's just, all he's doing is playing everyone's expectations against each other.
1: Let's just be nice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Big Al Cappuccino is like fl- the
1: boat floater who is trying to f- float every single yeah. boat at the table. Yeah. Boats it's like, that aren't even at the table. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just Big Al to... Cappuccino is trying to float your boat and you're not even playing. <laughs> you're not even playing yet. Big Al Cappuccino is trying to float you your boat. He wants you to suck the marrow. Yeah. So just yeah. do it. That's what he says. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, last faction in this tier, top of this tier, yep. is the Asaral Tribes. Honestly, the faction I most think maybe should be at the next tier, but that's why right. yeah. they're, the, they're at the top well, of this one.
0: Well, because Asaral is one where you see people go both ways. Hunter is kind of a big, we need to worry I more think Asarl is good. about the Asaral threat. You yep. see some people, I've seen Stads kind of be down on Asaral. I'm I'm probably right there in the middle, um, and I think they fit in glass cannon because there are times when the asaral combo just doesn't net points it sure. nets frustration in other players yeah. that then don't want to deal with you and don't want to work with you on like shit. hey I'll, you get me an objective i'll get you an objective mm-hmm. no instead your neighbor's like no you're just gonna Mage on me all game i don't want to work with you and your game can kind of get thwarted a little bit yeah. you get a lot of tools to still try to come back from that but i see lots of asaral games where the final round they're doing everything they can and they still just get to eight or nine and it just was never in the cards. The
1: Mageon BioStims thing, you do not have to do it. Right. You do not have to burn your relationship right. with all of the other players. It's been proven now that people can, all they do is they just spend good action cards the second they get them and right. they make sure that their hands are just complete garbage all the time. Yep. So I, I, I think people need to get away from that actually because yeah. what's happened is the community is adjusted to that play style right. so it does not really work. I think... That the whole thing about Isarl is that they have a an agent that just completely rules depending yeah. on who else is at the table. Yep. But like it can be insane what mm-hmm. that agent can net you. Um, I think the I just think that their their kit is mostly good in a world where you don't do Meiji on bio stems, The hero is actually good. Yeah, I've been seeing this thing this t- this tendency when when players go Meiji on bio where they end the game they did not win and they have like you know, 25 action cards in their hand. Just a ludicrous amount of action cards. It's like, listen, like that was too much effort you spent on one thing. But if you go like blue green Mm -hmm. Isarl, then you are playing a faction that has a very interesting kit. You're going to get, you know, you're, you're never, maybe you won't have a handful of action cards, right. but you're always going to have some pretty good stuff yeah. that's available to you. Uh, you will, at the end, be able to always have a stall round because yep. you use the hero to get five stalls. That's what the hero's for, by right. the way. Right. The hero is not forgetting for five the stalls. best a- action card. Six stalls. I'm just saying, like, at this point, six stalls. Yeah, because hero, you're using the hero. Yeah, that's cards. a good point. It's about the stalls. I'm really tired. Like, I do not... I think the way... From now on, when I play a star I'm just going to be open about it. I'm going to say, hey, listen, I think the way this hero is set up is really I silly. Care. I don't care what you give me. I'm saying yes. Yeah. So just hand me a card right. like because I just want it for the stalls yeah. at this point um so yeah i don't even feel like you're losing value in playing with that i think the commander is such a huge deterrent yep uh and i think the the mech the mech deployability is ridiculous like i i think they just got a bunch of good stuff and in base game i felt like Asarl was a really good faction held back by the fact that their start was kind of crummy the mech deploy makes their start it doesn't necessarily fix it it makes it uh, weirder in a good way. Yeah, like
0: I, I, it's it's a bad start that you don't have to worry about being bad. Is yeah, the way I would like like other bad starts are bad because oh, I got out there, but I might get eaten by sar or something. Mm-hmm. Whereas a sorrel. I don't know, I didn't take a ton of planets, but no one's going to come attack me anyways. I still have next, I still have round two as part of my start. Right. Whereas not all bad start factions are guaranteed to have an okay round two. And Isauril are somewhat guaranteed to have an okay round two. Yeah.
1: Yeah, somehow Isauril has become, to me, a faction that used to be kind of a, a thinner faction, yeah. doesn't really have a lot of meat on the table to where now Isarul can go take an equidistant and be like, um, before you get there, I'm plopping him back down. Mine. So, mine sorry, now. that's mine now. Yeah. That's just mine. So I, I think Isarul's good. Yeah. I think that, uh, I think they're a little bit under the radar. I, I, maybe I would be tempted to say that they're, if they were in the next tier, even for me, somebody who's kind of hot on them right now, yeah. that they would maybe be at the bottom of that tier. Yeah. So I probably don't really disagree that much with where right. we put them he, today.
0: Here's why I think they are definitively glass cannon. The sorrel has a great early game mm-hmm. and a really, really, really good mid game, but I do not think that their, end, their late game is a guarantee because a lot of people will still out plastic them and the big stall... The big craziest sorrel stall doesn't always mean it's gonna do anything for you, and that's that's when the glass cannon breaks. Is when sure. their their abilities didn't didn't churn out the ability to score that stage two in the last round or
1: whatever. Uh, what I would like to do, and I I haven't gotten to do it, and I it, it'll be some time before I get to do it, is to play uh assaral don't go on biostems yeah. maybe just go blue assaral sorry blue yeah. tech biostems
0: sling ring re- sling relay Ooh, that sounds fine for oh, that sounds really fun because then you yeah. have a bunch of
1: a lock stuff you got flank speeds you got in the fix, silence of, you fix your, stuff. your plastic problem uh and i just think that even though everyone's gotten better at starl uh stalls it's there's still it's the king still the king still the but king, the point baby. is
0: the, the the stall doesn't always mean a win. this is going to be my victory. Whereas yeah. in base game, the stall that Asarl was the captain of was almost always also for a win. Yeah. And that's not necessarily the case. Anymore.
1: It's fair. I just want to put two things out there. I want to say, hey, everybody, you don't have to play Meiji on BioStimps. And I'm not saying that defensively. I'm saying yeah. that as somebody that's now kind of getting into Asarl and yeah, playing Asarul. For sure. You don't have to do Meiji on BioStimps. Yeah. It's not worth it to make the table that angry at you. You are not that type of faction yeah. that can kind of just be like, I don't care if you're mad. I'm being mean to you right yeah, now. Right. That's not a You don't have to do that. You're sneaky. You're yep. a little goblin. Yep. Be a little goblin.
0: Yeah. Uh, our next tier is the biggest one, and it's factions that are hard to stop. Yeah. This is when we're getting it. These are the. These are the. This is the big stuff. Yeah. This is. These the, are the tournament winners. These yeah. are the ones that, and especially this tier, I would say is going to be the stuff with the highest win rate because you get into the higher tier than this, and it's stuff that. Uh, well, I guess we don't have. Bands There's not a band phase anymore, buddy. Anything could happen this Anything year. Anything could happen. Everything okay, is mind. different now, man. I don't uh, know the what the stats tournament this looks year are going to be
1: completely different yeah. than they've ever been. Wow. I would say, in a way, we're starting over stat wise. It's that just I, that just blew your own mind. I did. You just blew your own I'm mind. Freaking out. Yeah.
0: I hate. I, I'm like really nervous about not having bands. Yeah, <laughs> but oh well. Yeah. Everybody complained before the L1 was in every game, and now everyone will just complain that SAR makes it into the game every single time they're in the yeah. draft. Right. So well, whatever. they
1: will be. and That's just how it goes. Speaking of L1,
0: yeah they're right here at hard to stop yeah so bottom of the hard to stop tier
1: is the l1z1x i think
0: they have the slightly weakest case they're the hardest to define you got you got l1 haters out there yeah um you got us routinely being like l1's freaking way stupid crazy ridiculously good and in my boat i tend to overdo it Uh, and now i've come back down
1: i i'm i no i'm see this is I know exactly yes. how good they are, which is bottom right here. of the A tier. Yep. This is True. where they are. Yeah. Um, they still have a great kit. They've always had a great kit. Um, I don't care if they're using their abilities constantly or not. Their you know who I'm threats. talking You, The person that knows <laughs> I'm talking to them knows I'm talking you to them.
0: F- had a fist fight in an alley we're, over this topic. Still,
1: I'm still fighting one particular audience <laughs> member about this one. Um, when those abilities kick in, they're awesome. And also here's the thing that, always happens with discussion is everyone leaves out the fact that they have capacity to dreadnoughts that's something that they are using crazy constantly good. and it's very good yeah. um a lot of the new stuff that they got is quite good um i like the mech i think the mech has the appropriate amount of extra oomph to uh-huh. it uh it is helpful uh i think that the hero is fantastic yeah. and can help winslay but also helps score points it's kind of the philosophy it's the best i wish hero in
0: the game i right? don't
1: know if it's the best no uh, the best hero in the game in my opinion might be nomads actually okay
0: Fair. Um, but it's there hey, theirs is not that dissimilar from no, right? It's and it, if it's you set up for technique. it right, it certainly does a bigger hit. Than I no like,
1: Mids. I like that it can go either way. Yeah. I like that it's a hero that can help you stop a player, and it's also a hero that can help you lock it up. Yeah, the other thing though that you got to remember about the L1 hero is it's awesome, but it is stoppable. Yeah, and that's what's kind of annoying about it. Right. And so, if people are really watching for the L1 hero, they, they can gum. just prevent it by yeah. gumming. Yeah, um. So I mean that's that's a little rough about it. I think um, they you know they have a good solid uh, faction promissory note that helps them hang in there economically. Yeah. Uh, if they are in a low influence slice, that can be really bad for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a I think. I would argue that with the way the meta has evolved, their home system is actually better than Barony's, even though it is awkward. Sure. You're getting five resources, which is great for building plastic. And it's one planet. And it's defend. one planet to defend. Yep. Um, so yeah, I like a lot about L1. I think they belong where they're at, which just kind of bottom of yeah. the elite squad. And they're squad. still
0: the uh, this is not a huge point i'm making but they're still the only faction that when the structure objectives come up that nobody else can do uh-huh, l1 uh-huh. can do it yeah there's this weird little thing of l1 can just pull off extra objectives that nobody else they can also just
1: win tournament games like yeah. i don't they just have like a yep. good record they get picked a lot but they also win a lot yep it's just something i don't know i don't know man they're i think solid. you know where where it used to be, in base game, we used to say, like, Barony and L1, that's kind of center of the good stuff. Yeah. And now Barony has fallen off, and I think L1 still occupies that slot yeah. of being just like, it's we haven't gotten to the crazy good stuff, yeah. but they are viable in a good way. Yes.
0: Next up is the Emirates of Hakon, The Emrats. They are the money makers, and the main tools that they gained, the most important tools that they gained in Prophecy of Kings are less reliance on the other five players to make the money. Yeah. The big problem with Hakan in base game was, if you don't make the money, if people just decide to kind of shut you out, you quickly run out of things to do and Uh ways to find a win and now you have such good stuff that the players would be fools not to deal with you oh for sure you're just going like you're gonna find a weak link at your table that will do deals with you yeah and uh i like their hero yes uh i like the way that the uh
1: kind of tech tree has changed in such a way as to where they're so the the money cats I feel like have a little more versatility just because the tech tree has changed. Yeah. I will say I don't uh at this point, I don't really buy the mech as actually being uh, good or very interesting for you. Yeah. The fact that you can sell planets is it's just got kind of a, a niche gimmick. weird thing. Yes,
0: it's a it's a goofy gimmick that occasionally comes up for important stuff, but I am not gonna I'm not centering my strategy around this con yeah. mech. The agent is bad, but yes.
1: just uh, like cause the thing about money and having more money mm-hmm. is it's almost like it it almost defies that win more logic. Right. I just feel like money, especially
0: early, yep. always good. Compare and, uh, the Hakan agent to like we talk about the Muat commander of like oh mm-hmm. you net positive. The Hakan does that round one right. So they start off with a better, you know, jumping, a launching pad, and then they do it every single round, and they continue to make, like, that, I mean, that agent is worth, like, what, like, three or four bucks? Yeah. Every single round? Like, yep. they just, because they find ways to work in deals, it's it's worth, you gotta, it's gotta be at least worth three bucks every single round. For sure, so. for sure. It's, I, I, yeah, I think it's great. Um, I mean, I don't know, wait, three bucks does actually
1: make sense? I don't know, uh, it's at least worth You can two. refresh
0: a four commodity faction, you can get. I mean, it's you can just do, do a wash on them or whatever. It can be. You worth can get a so
1: creative with it that I don't even want to. That's wanna, the point. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, yeah, I, I shouldn't. Pl- I shouldn't play into the math heads yeah, game don't because do that. you can just get lost there. But the point is, the agent makes it to where people want to talk to Hakan. Yeah, and then you, the sky's the limit. Yep. Whereas before, there was a little bit of like the six commodities is not enough to force people to come talk to Hakan. Right, and you can still get left out. But now, six commodities plus the agent. You got, you got friends yep. coming to your
1: table. It's it's, uh, it's pretty good. Um, I do think that some of the things they got, not, not as interesting. I don't think the commander is very interesting. I don't think the uh, mech is actually that interesting. Yeah. Although, the, I mean, in a weird situation, the mech could
0: completely prove me wrong.
1: Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. y- if you find that. But, and home system is still
0: uh, obnoxious, but, but whatever. The home system is still obnoxious, but their hero is like... F- full-on assault for that it's good if you need it to be and that's what makes them hard to stop is like they have a great early game they have a killer mid game and then they can lock it up in the end game right if need be right it's a weaker i mean they're the they're close to the bottom of this hard to stop so they're harder to stop factions but they have a tool in their kit that makes them hard to stop
1: yeah and i will say this what's interesting about hakan is i feel like hakan now has like three or maybe no no definitely three three like rival no maybe four rivals yeah in their kind of like make money right have stuff right. win the game and i think there's four like three or four factions you could argue yeah. do it better but like they do
0: it there, there's stuff that's better but also sometimes when those factions are at the table they can just be in bet like there's i mean we've started the term catfishing because oh con totally. and jolnar just sort of can do things to the table yeah. that other people can't do and the, the same is true with a lot of those other deal-making factions uh Nas Roka being at your table doesn't make Hakon worse. No, <laughs> it not makes Hakon a lot better. No, yeah, Hakon H- Hakon excels at a table where there's a lot to to to, to buy. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, speaking of Nas Roka, is the other cats are next up on our hard to stop list. Uh, the Nas Roka alliance is yeah. uh, crazy good. Mechs and flagship, I would say, are what part of defines them being hard to stop for me. You mm-hmm. can set up for like a very tanky end game. And a lot of their other stuff then relies on a bit more luck in the exploration game. But they do it so much and they do so much deal making within that exploration Mm -hmm. stuff that they can find wins quite easily. This is one that I feel a little
1: less confident because also I would say this is uh, of the expansion factions. I know the least about Cabal. And then I would say I know the second least about NRA. I feel like... You know, I mean, it's we're kind of well-documented at this point. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I just don't really like the Relic deck, and I feel like one sure. of their advantages is having lots of Relic Fragments, yep. and it's I know it's not just that simple. It's not just that, well, you play an NRA, so you can just fish for Relics, and right. that's all you do. Um, I know the Fragments also help with tempo in general.
0: Yeah, and command counters. and yep. make you. Yeah, I, I think you play at Nasroka, you get the same number of Relics everybody else got, and then you have the late game with way more command counters and way more opportunities and way more stalls than everybody else. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I mean, we did see a spike after release of Prophecy Kings where Nazaroka was winning constantly. All the time. Yeah. Because... Everybody was desperate to do the relic deck, which means people were way overpaying for mm-hmm. uh, black market forgery and way overpaying for relic fragments in general. And so that has come down and it and it has proved to show that Nazroka do have some issues. Their home system is terrible. It's, yeah. It is among the worst home systems yeah, in the not game. Good, not, uh, good. Uh, not good for money, not good for command counters, not good for defending. Um, but you can get units there. Like you can get your mechs into place, and you can get your flagship in your home system, and then it's defensible enough, anyways. Right. Um, yeah. So you, d- it's it's another. It's similar to Hakan. You defend it in the space. You don't defend it on the ground. So yeah. The planets you have become to. The, the the planets become irrelevant. And uh, yeah. I just think they can still pull off so much. That starting tech is ridiculous. They can do any tech path they want realistically, sure, because they can just get access to whatever skips they want and and pull off things nobody else can do. So that that like versatility is still very much present in Nasroka's uh, wheelhouse. Uh, we're
1: we're not on the exact same page about this one, but I would say this is kind of like the opposite of what I would have said about when we were talking about. Um, you know, keep your eye on certain factions. I think there's a chance if we have another tournament where NRA, because NRA did not perform that well in tournament three. They were
0: performing well right before tournament three. And then then the beginning of tournament three was everybody banning them because they had just been doing so well in casual play. And so our numbers in the prelims and qualifiers for like the first half of the tournament was like always banned Nasroka. And then they weren't winning too often too. Like they, they did end up with a fairly, uh, low win rate low low win rate
1: yeah I just think that uh, but also a fairly low pick rate so it's like really hard to kind yeah. of figure to, to kind of right. math that out um, but uh, especially compared to like you know some, some factions were just getting picked like uh, con, especially expansion factions I should say yes. uh, for an expansion faction I feel like they weren't being picked as much as like especially like Empyrean Yeah. I think Tournament 4 will decide whether uh, NRA is actually that good yeah. or not. And I think there's a chance that next year they might be shifted down. I, uh, and we'll create that rea- reality when we get there. For right. now, this is exactly how good I they am are. most
0: excited uh, to get back into Nazaroka. I, I steered away from Nazaroka after they were just so hot. Mm-hmm. Early on, it's like, well, I don't want to play the game, the faction everybody loves. But now people don't love them again as much, and yeah. I, f- I, f- I, feel like I've been granted permission to get really into Nas roca Oh yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're not cool they're anymore. They're not cool anymore. So Their first it's... album, you liked them before they were cool,
0: first of all. <laughs> and then they got too. Actually, cool. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't even nah. like. I I just once they became super hot, it was like, well, then I'm obviously I'm never going to play this faction. I thought they were terrible. I thought they were before release. I thought they were going to be the de facto worst faction of yeah. the the uh, game.
1: Wow, that's funny.
0: Because I thought exploration was a total mixed bag. Yeah. And just like not reliable at all. And it, to, to me, it seemed like they're hinging their whole strategy on gambling. And mm-hmm. that's not how it's worked out. It's a bit more reliable than that. But as we've come back around to it, it is still kind of unreliable.
1: I think in a, in a lot of ways, a, a lot of the stuff I've been doing um, just in... My life has Mm -hmm. been hurting Nasroka because here's the thing. I think when when the expansion first came out, everybody was paying uh, too much for that dang dull black market forgery because they were so excited about the relic deck. And now I've convinced everyone that the relic deck is not. (laughs) It's trash. It's it's not necessarily trash. It's just like you got to look at what the odds are when you're playing it and factor that into what's going on. I do like the deal that people do sometimes where they're like, I'll give you this much for the draw. If it's something good, non-binding, I'll give you more. more. But if it's bad, I'm not going to give you more than that. You know what I mean? Um, I dig that. I think that makes sense. Uh, I don't think, so when I was talking about rivals to Hakan, economic rivals, Nasroka is just like kind of a question mark for me. I don't think that they're on that
0: level. No, they're not an economic, but I think they're more well-rounded than Hakan yeah i, I think I mean, they have, they have types other types of tools yeah. they, their mech is better than hakan's mech their flagship is better than hakan's flagship they yeah. have a better tech path than hakan or a more reliable tech path than hakan yeah it's I, hard for
1: me to say anything certain yeah. for my for myself just uh, my my experience
0: next up is the certain of certain factions it's the federation of soul yeah they're so good they're boring
1: <laughs> yeah and and you know what they're so good that i guess i'm boring because i like playing soul i do too i, like, I it.
0: like it it's, it's well fun. it's the new it's the new yin for me new yin. I, just, I keep saying that mm-hmm. but it is the new yin yeah um, new the yin. things i liked about yin are what soul new soul is pretty good at yeah and the tech path is better the advanced carrier shoes are awesome they have make good money they're, it's, mm-hmm. they're just they're good they're really good um, Yeah. they don't do anything terribly fancy but sometimes i like to A lot of times I will play a really fancy faction and leave a lot of opportunity on the doorstep. Yeah. Because I just forget. I tend to play Twilight Imperium as though I'm playing a vanilla faction and I forget to use my fanciest abilities. Right. And so feeds into that perfectly I like well i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna steer myself wrong then i'm just gonna play a solid vanilla game of ti
1: although that hero can be nuts yeah I mean, it's not always nuts but that hero can be like why did they get this yeah this can just be like thematically i don't even understand why <laughs> they have happening? it and it like can be so good yeah. that it's game with uh, sometimes it's i mean there's a lot of games where it, it doesn't it, do anything it seems like when you read it in the abstract you're like wow this should be good like all the time uh-huh. and i feel like it's good like 45 it's a thing you have to set time. up
0: for it's a command counter economy problem yeah question, sure right sure. If, you, if, if you're a soul that locks down the all early yeah then you're gonna do all right and you have some advantages mm-hmm. and you can get more um but if your slice is bad at command counters then all you have to rely on is your faction ability for yeah. command counters and that's not necessarily enough to make the hero do amazing
1: I, i'll say this i think there's uh, a lot more the one thing that that got taken away from soul is that that it's uh there's a lot of people that are good at custodians and want to do custodians now. Yeah. It used to feel like there right. really weren't that many factions that were yeah. good at getting custodians, and so soul more often than not, if they were in the game, could just kind of focus on getting yeah. custodians, and that's all they would care about. Now it feels like everybody's kind of got some stuff to help. It's, again, the the round one has gotten easier kind of across the board for mm-hmm. most factions. Yeah. Um. So if it's easier, then that means that Custodians is going to be more in right, play. Right. Um, so, yeah, but uh, Soul's always good. Uh, Cages is wrong about Soul.
0: Soul's great. <laughs> uh, next up is the Empyrean. And mm-hmm. uh, Empyrean are uh, really solid yeah. early game, I would say. Yeah, um, now
1: I'll say this. So this faction, the next faction we're going to talk about, this is when we've gotten to the point where arguably, yeah. and I mean, there's no arguments here because we're right, but I, in an alternate universe, you could have imagined this being the beginning of the S tier, of the top, top
0: tier. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Empyrean are among the most difficult to stop. This is speaking anecdotally most uh-huh, of, mostly, uh-huh. but man- Every time that flagship is parked in the home system, yep. it's untakeable. Yep, 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 it's yep. as untakeable yep, as yep, Necros. Yep, 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 yep. And the fact that they are such a definitive blue tech faction and blue tech is still best means they just have access to things like nobody's business. The nebulas never slow them down. Not that that's like a huge deal, but like mm-hmm. it can matter and it can get them in spaces that, that matter and they can wheel and deal. Probably not i don't know maybe to the same degree as hakan yeah
1: oh no i actually think you that think they're better i i think empyrean is legit better at money yeah then well i mean
0: it's And just raw
1: value of money no but in having money and then also so okay so i think what makes you one of the best factions in the game is strong economy and punchy yeah um the reason this faction and the next faction are not quite on that highest level for yeah. me is they have like kind of a lot of one and then maybe the other is a little questionable. Yes. Um, so Empyrean I would say, the economy, very, 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 very strong. Yeah the punchy yes. they can get stuff wherever they need to get it but it's not always that punchy yes um and but i mean on uh, the fact that it's just like if they've got it locked down then it's over yeah it's yeah. pretty over that's huh? the
0: big thing is in the late game if they didn't already lock it down it can be hard to go steal the points they, they need to they steal. are for sure
1: hard to stop yes
0: yeah yeah Uh, next up is that last one in the hard to stop category and it's the Argent Flight arguably an S tier uh,
1: of course arguably an S tier that's why it's
0: at the top of this tier but economically you can make the argument that they uh, lack a little bit and when we say economically economically they are an efficient faction. Sure, you, yeah. When you go Strike into the map Alphas head, are cheap, yeah. cheap. You can get cheap, cheap stuff cheap, all cheap. over the place. You're getting PDS. You, nobody ever attacks you. You can play the game cheaply. I've seen dozens of Argent games get to nine or ten points just chilling in the slice and, yeah, sure. and making everything else. Sure. work. but what they're not good at is actually making money that needs to be used, right? They're just good at saving money that they didn't have access to or something. Like, basically, Argent can can play in a really poor slice and do just fine. But actually making the money becomes... So when those spendy objectives come out or when you have a need for bigger units to strike harder... Again, Strikewing Alphas are great defensively. That Just like Empyrean, doesn't mean you're going to go take stuff from other people easily. In the early game, you will. But in the late game... That's where it starts to struggle for Argent. If you haven't already locked it up, the thing is, most of the time, you have already locked it up.
1: Yeah, the thing about Argent is, so it's so the idea of wind slaying Argent is so crazy to Mm. me that I like want to see it. At this point, I just want to see if it's possible because Airy Hollow Lattice is such a ridiculous tech, it makes it just completely impossible to deal with them on any level. Um, I would say I just feel like they're just the versatility is like almost there and i just feel like sometimes i see it just sort of fall apart if we're just going based on like stats win stats pick stats it should be argent should be the best uh faction in the game and maybe they are right but just give me another tournament before i bump them up yeah all the way up to the tippity
0: top i i would say there are a couple things you can do against argent and it's not oh attack them but like hey table don't take construction yeah <laughs> nobody ever takes construction what I mean. when argen is the game make them the solve the problem themselves that's the economic problem yes. is because
1: uh structures Cost command counters. And, time. And Argent Flight has to get structures. Yes. Which means they either have to take construction for themselves yep. uh or follow the secondary. And that's a cost there yes. when we're talking about and compared to some of the some of the the, the rest of the factions, You all can do the math. You yeah. know who's left. Exactly. You know, these the rest of the factions just feel like they just get stuff for free yep. constantly. Yes. They're just like, yep, there you go. Well, you're that faction, so there you go. There's that for free. There's yep. that for free. There's yes. that for free. And yep. an Argent, I just feel like it takes a, a little more brain juice to quite lock it all up but yeah hard to stop uh for this one impossible to stop i would say yeah
0: uh, so final tier is hard to have a bad time. Yeah, you just you're gonna have a good game. Jack of all trades, sometimes experts at everything. The table aligning against you isn't even always enough mm-hmm. um, because they can't exert enough effort in the directions right. they need to. Right. First on that list is the universities of Jolnar. Bottom of the bottom of this bottom tier, of hard to have a bad universities time. Universities of Jolnar. They are one of the most flexible factions, especially when it comes to uh their tech path obviously they may i mean they get to just do tech for free every single round so if we want to talk about the math heads people they make four dollars every single round because they Uh don't spend four bucks on tech Mm -hmm. they never need to take tech they shouldn't take tech because they can just make four bucks off of it effectively i would say that the reason the reason they're the bottom here is their start is quite awkward and annoying to deal with totally and then they maintain an infantry problem all game long right and so If someone really wants to dedicate time to it, they probably can make things quite difficult for Jolnar. I'm not going to say, oh, you can just stop Jolnar. No, there's Jolnar can find ways Mm -hmm. out of being dealt with, but you can slow them down in significant ways. Yeah, I think
1: research agreement still slaps. I think uh, they got... a completely, I don't know why they needed to have such a good commander, but they have a great commander yeah, that leans into what I always thought was their biggest strength: was like a PDS opening, two PDS at home, two PDS with at that home, yeah. commander that mm-hmm. is not hard to unlock. Right, right. Means yeah, you're ready it's, to go. It's, you,
0: you start with half of your commander unlocked. You can get you can get the commander unlocked by round three, mm-hmm. and then your home system is like nigh untouchable.
1: And and the fact that the hero grants you so much versatility in the late game the fact that you can switch out your techs yep. for whatever it is you need to fit whatever situation. Yep. You can wait to see the stage 2 well, that's the and most, then switch your tech.
0: The most beautiful part of Jolnar is you do not have the question mark anymore of like getting those early game, like you can research stuff that's like not going to matter late game because mm-hmm. you're just going to switch it out for the late game tech right. in the late game. Right. So it's just none of it matters. Like you just, I love seeing people switch into like predictive in- intelligence in the final round right where it's like i didn't need predictive intelligence all game long but predictive intelligence is an amazing final round tech and i get to just have it i get to yep. just do that as jolnar and a little there's all sorts of little techs like that you just get whatever you need the moment you need it yeah
1: yeah like a weird bio stems at a time would yeah. be like okay i'm gonna bio stems this and use it twice and now it's uh fantastic right. and now i'm good right um yeah i think so jolnar uh didn't didn't do super well in uh tournament three, didn't no. get picked a crazy amount because no. they got banned, I'm sure a lot. yeah. um this is what's great about this top tier is you know, you already realize what's up there. Three of these factions that are up in this top tier, yeah. are factions that were not picked a lot, were not played a lot in tournament three right and uh, also did not get a lot of wins. but they were also not played very much right. in tournament four, oh my God, exactly where these three factions are in in will be figured out. Yep. And and I think in the abstract, me and Matt have just decided like, nah, they still got it. They've yeah. still got that heat. Right. But this is the test. I think that there's a chance that Uh, you know, Jolnar and some, some of these other ones we're about to talk about might get replaced by Empyrean and Argent. Yeah. I think Empyrean and Argent are hungry to be in that tippity top tier. Right. And some of our old guard might fall to them. And and we're going to see, because now the way tournament four is structured, every pool has its own flavor. So there will be good faction pools. Yeah. Where that happens, and we do get to see, you know, Sar face off with uh, Joelnar yeah. and Necro yep. and Nomad and all this
0: stuff. Yeah, generally speaking, the pools are designed to like if there's good factions in it, there's other good factions in it. Yeah, you know, Sar is rarely with like a bunch of stinkers or whatever. Right. Right. Um. So our next one to talk about is Hunter. You were just talking about they weren't picked much. Well, Nomad. Was picked like crazy, yeah. And Nomad won like crazy, yeah. Uh Nomad is a crazy good faction, and this is one of those ones that p- sometimes people, especially new players, have a hard time grasping, like what is so good about Nomad. And it it, it is a faction that requires an understanding of what wins games. Drive versus- here. Let me tell you this. Yeah.
1: Drive over here to if you're if you're disagreeing right now. How about you drive over to Matt's house right now? Somehow in the present, even yeah. though you're listening to this in the future, <laughs> drive over to Matt's house right now and tell me this one thing. What is Nomad bad at? Exactly. Is there anything yeah. that they are not good at that they don't have some sort of answer to? Right. They are the Swiss Army knife yes. of Twilight Imperium factions, more so than any other faction. I, I think
0: I don't think anybody ever disagrees that Nomad is incredible. Mm-hmm. I think when they when they look when they look at you crazy for saying it, what they're saying is, oh, I forgot to think about. that. I forgot Nomad in my play group nomad just doesn't come up i like we just i don't know we haven't unlocked that potential of mm. them or whatever so i don't think anybody's ever like no 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 you're wrong nomad's a bad faction they're like oh teach me yeah <laughs> teach me what's so amazing about nomad i think i believe you but i just haven't seen it myself
1: they're just they just have so much going on yeah. i mean the fact that so like just think about how ridiculous they have it uh, on every level, we've got three agents that all solve wildly different problems. Yep. yep. Uh, Thundarian being the least impressive of them. Sure. But, that, but even that is an interesting when it matters, game. yeah, when it matters, it, deal. that, so we've got a, we, we've got, uh, a mech that has so much, uh, versatility. Oh I don't know why it has two abilities. Yeah. Why does the mech have two? Can someone tell me why the mech right. has two abilities? It's yeah. so ridiculous. Yeah. The mech legit can cancel hits in the air in space. Yeah. It can soak, uh, hits in space for some reason what even does why is that even in there dane why why did you even come up with that one and then also the the flagship can teleport to it yeah like they and then the the flagship is actually you know what i don't even need to talk about anything besides the flagship because the flagship is such a microcosm of the entire faction yeah you look at the flagship and you're like this flagship does everything like it hits hard it has anti-fighter barrage for no reason right uh and it's a capacity unit and they start with it and And then in the final round you use it a dozen times or yeah. whatever, a yeah. half
0: dozen times.
1: It, it is the versatility of Nomad, uh, is ridiculous, and they're also a rich faction on top of being versatile. Yep. That's insane. Yep. That's just an insane amount of
0: yeah. blah blah. I don't it's even a know. Clean what to say. tech path. Yeah. Their their flagship's tech upgrade fits right into all these other blue dreadnought carrier things you mm-hmm. love to do and mm-hmm. that lead to success. And Actually yeah. I'll push back on that a little bit. I will say the only thing that annoys me is that I start with a
1: blue and then I have to get a green and a yellow in order yeah. to get the flagship. But so often That's you can get
0: so often I see Nomad in a yellow skip slice and you get psychoarchaeology and all is good. Yeah. All is right with the yeah. world. Yeah. Um and that psychoarchaeology pays itself again to get dreadnought 2. Yeah. And it's just golden. Yeah. Um, so I, I think so often Nomad is on easy street uh, and that hero locks the game up in ways that nobody can deal with because they just you can kind of stall and then you just start the hero parade and yeah. you watch it you watch it go.
1: It's hardcore bad butt stuff. Yeah. Um, I think that you know again Tournament 4 will show us a lot about the top yeah. of the tier. If,
0: if we if we see anything surprising My prediction is that it will be Nomad goes down a bit because Nomad is going to so often be in really great faction pools. And I wonder a little bit if Nomad did so well in Tournament 3 because the truly scary classic best factions were getting banned and then Nomad wasn't getting banned. So Nomad was top of what wasn't getting banned, right? Now when the amazing factions are in, can they reliably thwart Nomad? I don't know question mark for me i think actually
1: the opposite yeah i think that what's what i think the person sitting at the top tier for me that is most comfy in their chair is nomad yeah. i think nomad best mad yeah i think there's a chance that when we talk about this again in a year when we do our 300 percent faction pony uh-huh. uh-huh. uh it will be nomad that sits up there with some new factions sure. at the top. I think because just the sheer amount of data yeah. we have on nomad being played so much and winning, winning so much. And every time feeling like this kit is so versatile, yeah. like why is it so good? Right. I just feel like it, it matches up in a way that like, I mean, you know, we talked, we talked about L one ages ago. L one has crazy good stats yeah. as far as in the tournament. Yep. Uh, but but we do not feel the same way about the versatility of the kit. Yes. And Nomad just has this this heat and you know maybe maybe right now we're ruining Nomad's chances sure. in tournament 4, I don't care. Yeah. Um I I'm excited to see uh more Nomad play. I like uh, playing as nomad and I think that they just they have yep. they have what it takes. Yep. I like good job, kid. Right. Good job, kid. Uh
0: but we got two more factions to talk about.
1: Two more that we you we maybe think are better. Are. Yeah you do.
0: Uh, and the first one is the necrovirus. Yeah. Uh, necrovirus were maybe maybe actually the best faction in base game maybe yeah i think probably probably the best faction as far as in base if, you, game. if you
1: take all of especially from a, a specifically our show perspective yeah. and the tournament's perspective i think that necro in the end was the best if we had
0: had one more year of without prophecy of kings if mm-hmm. last year's tournament had been uh a base game only tournament i think that would have been finally the year where we we put the nail in the necro is just way too good column. Right. And right. hey guess what they got better. They got yeah, even for some, better some stuff reason, and kept up with we. So with so many of these factions, were like, well, they got better, but everybody else got better around them. Mm-hmm. No, nope, Necro got better. Necro, Necro got just... better with all the better things, and then they got better. Yeah, their agent is good. Their commander is good. Their hero is pretty good. I uh, think I love their hero. Yeah, the fact that their hero can just be like, um,
1: I'm gonna just grab some tech because it used to be like oh, well, if you don't want Necro to get a tech, then just don't research yep, they it. They can do that now. Ah, yeah, too bad. Uh, they're getting Lightwave no matter what you do. Yep. And now that encourages people to just, oh, I'm just gonna research Lightwave because yeah. Necro's gonna get it anyways. Right. And they're like, all right. I'll get it sooner. Yeah. And now I get X89 and to now deal with And I'm gonna get, get a soul yeah. cannon. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's it's nuts. Um, they get, they get all the tech for free. They have this weird kind of, economic insulated things for yeah. trade
0: goods for command counters for yeah. yeah it just is ridiculous yeah
1: they're just they're just turning all of their components into different things constantly yeah.
0: and then if that weren't enough the flagship is still amazing and got better because their mechs exist oh, their yeah. mechs aren't even incredible their mechs are annoying no, they're, they're, their mechs don't doesn't matter, matter yeah. because their mechs are fighters yeah <laughs> that fight in the space you'll just you never even get to necro's home planet
1: yeah necro uh that i mean that's a faction i would love to see winslade i'm not even sure how it would be
0: possible i don't know what you do
1: um i don't think i don't think you can really do it um but yeah uh necro insane faction Always been, I'm probably always will be. I feel, I feel like more confident in Necro than I feel in who our number one is. Which now you know who that is.
0: Number one is the Clan of Sar. Yeah. Um, Clan of Sar is maybe the only faction in the game that can reliably completely eat a neighbor and then still win the game. Yeah. Can do both. Can completely cut someone out of contention and have, in the process of doing that, made the money necessary to win the game, and they didn't need to defend their home system. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the. I the agent.
1: I just it just oh. like blows
0: my mind. Like, yeah. why why do they
1: get this agent? Why are they getting free movement in the early game
0: and the mechs? Yeah, why are they getting free hyper defensive forward position? You move your first carrier way too far, mm-hmm. and then you put a mech there, so nobody has any answers to it. That's it. That's mine now. Yeah. That's
1: mine. Yeah. Sar, a SAR game is kind of just like open to whatever the player wants whatever to you you yeah. do. Whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do, you're doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot, really easy to pick up custodians. Really easy to just kind of dominate the table. Um, they're a mean faction. They're a faction that uh, I don't, but they're a mean faction where I don't know what you do about them. Yeah. That's the weird thing exactly. about SAR is it's just like, I don't know. You know, one thing we failed to mention with Necro is that the start has always been kind of bad. The problem is that you just have Necro-star, all these... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Necro's start is always kind of bad. But it's just like... It's not like Winu where the goal is to stop them from getting to Mechatol Rex. No. The only way to really take advantage of Necro's bad start is to just aggressively come after them. Right. And just, and just And
0: you're just not going to do that because... Uh,
1: well, should, and also they're going to recover too fast. They start with a
0: dread too, right? Yeah, and yeah, and yeah so, they do like, start with a dread. If you go yeah. for their home system, they probably have a retaliation effort right. that stops that and gets right. their Right, and stuff they're back. picking up tech off of you now. You, yes.
1: You're coming to them, giving them the tech. Exactly. Giving them more starting tech. Um. Yeah, and then, uh, of course, you know, well, I don't want to go back to talking about Necro. I just love Necro yeah, a lot. They're um, crazy good. They're like my favorite top tier faction. Yeah. Uh, SAR, completely insane. Uh, basically, a game with SAR feels completely different than a game without Saar. Yep. They mold yeah. the entire game around themselves. Um, they are probably the most important big time yeah. uh, faction, wow. the scariest faction, the classic uh, big bad but scary yeah. faction but
0: I am excited again
1: tournament 4 Yeah, we will see a lot more my, games with
0: SAR my biggest fear is that problem the SAR winning bands all the, is that yeah. just SAR is going to win every stinking game but in the qualifiers.
1: See, that's the thing is this year, we see what happens. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we adapt for the prelims. And yeah. All, who knows? We can, who knows? Uh, it, there's a real chance that we see SAR's win rate be uh, one third of games because SAR is in one third of games. Right. And then uh, one third of the total games, 100% SAR win rate in, in a third of the games. And then the prelims is like, okay, we're going to put SAR in one pool out of 15. So right. that SAR just isn't around right. like that's the kind of solution we might have to come up with i think that
1: one thing that's interesting about sar and where sar might be in like kind of a meta sense is that i do feel like because of all the anti-sar meta that has come from us sure. specifically sure i think we have disincentivized a lot of people in the community from actually learning how to play sar uh-huh. well yeah so i think you might see a lot of people being like i got sar what do I do? I don't even remember. I don't, how do I do this? Yeah. Like, and yeah. just being weird about Because I know I, that's how my experience of SAR is. Because you don't play I, SAR. I don't play SAR. Yep. And I generally, when I do it, I'm like, this is like too much heat. And I don't know how to right. manage this. Like, and I'm not a player that likes to get a lot of heat thrown at me. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's difficult for me to kind of navigate it. Yeah.
0: But me and Brian, we live in the sauna and we play through the heat. And right. you just, you go, you just keep going. And yeah, guess what? Yeah. You make money like, Clockwork and you mm-hmm. just keep pushing harder and harder. You just automatically make the monies. Yeah.
1: <sighs> well, that was it. Second annual Proxy of annual. Kings. There's your tier list. list, but it's not a tier list, it's a cookbook. Yep. I hope you're full. Yeah. I hope Did we you're, fill you up? Did we I hope fill so. you up? I hope your tummy hurts. Yeah. Hard to have a all, bad time. From all that new year's faction hootenanny nanny
0: <laughs> in your tum tum. Let's go over it one more time. Hard yeah, to sure. have a bad time, Clanosaur, Necrovirus, The Nomad, the Universities of Jolnar. Hard to stop the Argent Flight, the Empyrean, Federation of Soul, the Nasroka Alliance, the Emirates of Hakon, the L1Z1X MindNet, our glass cannons, the Asaral tribes, the Winu, the Vuel Wraith Cabal, and the Titans of Ul. That they need the seventh player on their side, the Axcha Kingdom, the Ghosts of Kreis, the Barony of Letnev, the Mahokt Gene Sorcerers, and the Mentak Coalition, and the actively difficult Embers of Muwat, Sardak Nalu Collective, Ar- Arborek, I almost said Argent, and the Yin Brotherhood.
1: Yeah, that was it. There was your tier list. That is the current meta. Yeah, it's been defined for you. <laughs> hey, we we did this for you. We just made it that you don't have to argue. You can talk about alternate realities and uh-huh. how that might be. You uh-huh. know, we all we all have our theories on the multiverse, but. <laughs> This is the, you are living in universe. You're living in universe this.
0: And now your job is to fix it for next year. Yeah. It's not that we're wrong right now. It's that we'll change it for next year. We can, gauntlet. we can change the meta
1: gauntlet been thrown. Prove us wrong. <laughs> prove us wrong with wins. Don't prove us wrong with thoughts. Yeah. I don't care. Prove us wrong by
0: winning. Yes.
1: And then showing us the winnings. Yeah. Okay. That's always been the story of Arborek, right? Just oh, yeah. Just think and prove it. And oh, yeah. On, and if then win Andra a game, did, did all, it. Yeah. Andra did do it. Yeah. Andra did
0: it. Andra did Every, it. We were all there. And now Arborek's we the best faction. all saw it. Arborek is really good. <laughs> Better than Yen. <laughs> I want to thank our Weird Bows, Big Al Cappuccino, Spanish Inu, Brass Bird, <laughs> Brian, Kaluan, Goondock, Son of Leto, Estoria, <laughs> yeah. Alice, Emlachevsky, Sunfax. Absol, Rwise, Fancy Zeeling. and I want to thank our new category of things... Yeah,
1: uh, so the new uh, name for the uh, $50 tier used to be called Little Peace Turtles. Yeah. Now, for this year, it will be called Mama's Lovely Larva. Mm-hmm.
0: As Mamas. in Gamma
1: Mama, as in Sardac Nor. This is the year this of This is the year of the
0: bug. Uh, yeah. Patience is a virtue. My son is also named Bort. Nuclear Pasta, Sturmy, Stern, Dober Huawa, Frank G, G Gaskio, Rekka, Jaddy M, Jedi, Carnal, Rolo, Uncle Batty, and Teddy's Jam for you. Um,
1: Galactic Council poll uh, for this next month. Uh, we got it. Here's what it is. First option, expansion two wish list. We do a wish list for expansion two. Second option, we play Philroy's charity brawl draft. Yep. We talk about that. Third option, the sit down. Uh let's learn sidereal confluence. This is your last shot, sidereal confluence, yep. people. Uh Fourth option, let's learn Spirit Island. We threw. So we did kind of screw up the Sidereal Confluence people <laughs> by having Expansion 2 wish list. Which will win. Yeah, that'll probably win. And then having also Spirit Island. We're sorry we did you like this. Yeah. We, I can't legislate for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just here to present. You
0: got to form your own coalition. You got to
1: figure it out yourself. Um, Homebrewers Guild. So actually, I'm not even going to talk about it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, Homebrewers Guild, hold... Uh, we have uh announcements to be made uh, yeah. later. We were going to do a Patreon update in general, but I'm getting a vibe from Matt that we are kicking that <laughs> down to next week. Yeah,
0: it's it's getting a little long this episode to then also do a ton of Patreon updates. But you
1: will get one. Um we, we like to freshen up the Patreon every single year, uh, and this year is no exception. So Homebrewers Guild... The way things will work yeah, will different. be different yeah. going forward. And I'm really excited to uh, talk about how it will change. Yeah. Uh, so no updates yet. Homebrewers Guild, hold hold next week. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Give us next
0: week. Uh, hey, you can rate our podcast. And guess what? You should be able to now do that on Spotify. Spotify huh. has added ratings. Uh, and so if we decide we care about algorithms, which uh, we don't. But you know what? We like to say it anyways. Give us a five-star rating because it makes us feel good. I get a little notification and it, ma- it warms my heart to hear you like the show. So if you like the show, give us a five-star rating and tell us why. Uh, You can also find our website, SpaceCatsPeaceTurtles.com, where you can get information about our Patreon, which we will have updates Mm -hmm, for next mm -hmm, week. mm -hmm. You can find our Twitter at SpaceCatsPod. You can join our Discord, and you can find all of our sweet, hot merch. Sweet, hot merch.
1: Sweet, hot merch. Um, And yeah, just uh, on Spotify, I just want to let you know for those for those ratings, yeah. when I'm in when I'm in a low spot, when I'm not feeling my best, when yeah. I'm not feeling 100, yeah. percent I just look at my ratings. Okay, mm-hmm. just look at my ratings, and uh, they make me feel good. And so maybe next time you're giving us a five star rating, you say, Hey Hunter, hey, H- hey Hunter, hope you're having a good day. Just make it a personal message, yeah. just to me. Just- Leave Matt out of it. <laughs> just say, Hey Hunter, hope you're having a good day. Or you know, Hey Hunter, I hope I hope you ate you at something good. I hope you at something good.
0: Give us a five-star rating and just tell us about whatever your most recent good meal was. Just tell us how that was, and we can be like, oh, that sounds really good. And that made me feel a little bit better to hear about your good hamburger. Or or
1: give us a five-star rating and just go,
0: (laughs) Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles. And thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Loriosum.